Today, we are going to learn about ordinals and inscriptions and getting rid of them. This little guy over here, he represents me. I am the old man with the stick saying, get off my lawn. I do not like ordinals. I do not like inscriptions. I do not like green eggs and ham. These guys are examples of some of the inscriptions that have been put on Bitcoin's blockchain. Um, you may recognize some of them. These are classical, yeah, classical images from Bitcoin history. And well, this one's from a different blockchain. Uh, but yeah. Today, I'm going to teach you how Bitcoin's UTXO model works, why it wasn't uh, a great fit for NFTs, until ordinal theory came along and fixed it. And now we can use it for NFTs. Uh, and I'm going to do a little sidebar at that point and talk about whether ordinals can kill Bitcoin, which is what really excites me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a battle. You know, I'm trying to kill them, they're trying to kill me. It's great. And then I'm, we're going to make one. We're going to make an inscription. And I'm going to teach you how to stop the madness, how to stop it on your own note, and get rid of those things. Get them off your lawn. Ready? Yeah! Okay, so Bitcoin's UTXO model, I like to use the analogy of unmarked pennies. Uh, Satoshis are like these little unmarked pennies. See this little animation? Yeah. I know how to do front end. That's what that means right there. Uh, and. We have these little uh, unmarked pennies called Satoshis that do not have any identifying marks. They're, they're indistinguishable from one another. And that makes them not great for NFTs for reasons I'll get into in a little bit. A UTXO model, the one that we use in Bitcoin, is like breaking apart a roll of these pennies. So if you've got a Bitcoin address, uh, it's probably got a bunch of Satoshis in it. Maybe 10,000, maybe a million, however many uh, Bitcoins you have in one of your Bitcoin addresses. You can think of that as a stack of pennies, where each Satoshi is a penny. Uh, we got a question in the back? What's up? Bitcoin address would be like a Bitcoin account? Uh, a Bitcoin address uh, is, yes, it's kind of like a Bitcoin account, but let me show you what they look like. Uh, Bitcoin example, Bitcoin address. A Bitcoin address looks like this thing. Have you ever seen that before in your wallet? Anything like that? Or maybe... What's another one? A couple of examples of Bitcoin addresses might be, are they gonna give examples in here? No, well, they look like, oh yeah, there they are. These are examples of what they might look like. This one, that one, that one. You might see these in your Bitcoin wallet. Those are Bitcoin addresses, that's where Bitcoins live. Uh, okay, now, back to this. They work, uh, the Bitcoin's UTXO model, works kind of like breaking apart a roll of pennies. So if I have uh, if I have a roll of pennies and I want to give you some in Bitcoin, what we kind of do is like we, we snap it, we snap it apart like this one over here, and I'm gonna give you like 20 of mine. I'm gonna keep the remaining 30, uh, but I'm gonna like take one out and give it to miners for a fee. And that's sort of how it works, that you've got a little um, stack of pennies, a stack of Satoshis in your Bitcoin address, and I've got one in mine, and uh, it's like we broke apart that roll. But also, like a roll of pennies, um, UTXOs are one-time one use. Once you use them, they're gone. You have to wrap it up in a new piece of paper because you destroyed the one it was already in. The wrappers are one-time use, UTXOs are one-time use. They, you destroy them when you use them. Which makes, once again, really bad for NFTs till ordinal theory came, came along. Another thing, they're not ordered. So one thing that breaks down with the analogy of uh, pennies is that you can kind of see this, this one is the first one, and then as they go back, there's like an order to them. As you take them out, you can like say, I'm giving you the first one in this roll. But 
Bitcoins don't have that. Satoshis are unordered inside of Bitcoin uh, UTXOs. So I uh, here using analogy of a penny jar or a piggy bank, where once you put the penny in the penny jar, you don't know where it's at anymore. You know, maybe when you just when you break it open to take it out, uh, they're all mixed up, so you don't know the order of them. But here, what we're doing is. If I'm going to take uh, a UTXO that I've got, it's got some Satoshis in it, unmarked pennies, I'm going to break it open, and I'm going to send you some, right? I'm going to put like 20 of them in your new fresh piggy bank over here, your UTXO. I'm going to put the remainder in my own, right? This is, a, this is what we call change addresses. I'm going to put some of them goes to you, and the remainder goes to me. That kind of makes sense, UTXO model here? But these are all one-time use. If you want to spend yours, you got to smash them and then make a new one every time, for one-time use. Okay, the piggy bank is not your Bitcoin address. Your piggy bank is actually on the blockchain, it looks like this. It's got a transaction ID number, which is a 32-byte string, and then a, uh, an output number, which is like if a transaction had several, um, sent money to several addresses, yours is gonna be numbered which one of yours it is. So it's not actually, your address never shows up on the blockchain, but what shows up is the transaction ID and a number representing which, uh, which output was yours. Your Bitcoin address is uh, kind of like a house that you might deliver these things to. Because I might send you 15 different UTXOs, 15 different piggy banks, I might send them all to the same address. Bitcoin addresses are reusable, not recommended, but you can do it. Um, and yeah, so your Bitcoin address is different from your UTXO, different from the piggy bank. Cool, so why is this not a great fit for NFTs? Well, it's because NFTs are supposed to be non-fungible. You're supposed to be able to tell one NFT from the other. One's supposed to look like a monkey, and the other one's supposed to look like a Pepe. And they're, and they're different, right? <laughs> but Satoshis aren't like that. They're unmarked. You can't tell the difference between one Satoshi and another. You can't even use the order of them, because inside these piggy banks, they're unordered. <laughs> we don't know what, what the order of them is. Uh, so they're like unmarked pennies with no identifying characteristics, this is very unlike NFTs. Uh, but ordinal theory came along and fixed this. Casey Rotomer was like, what if we just pretend? <laughs> Everything in Bitcoin's made up. Cryptocurrencies aren't real. We can make up numbers, let's just do that. So he went through and for every Bitcoin that's ever existed, he wrote down a number for it. Well, he didn't, like not physically, but he wrote a little script that went through and gave a number to every Bitcoin, every single Satoshi that's ever existed. And he pretends that Bitcoin uses a first-in, first-out model. So if I break open my penny jar, and I'm gonna take some of these pennies and give one to you, that's the first-in part. The first penny that goes in, we're gonna pretend, is the first penny you take out of it later. So when you go to spend it, you take some out of your penny jar and give them to me, you're just gonna grab the first one, you're gonna say, this one was the first one that went in my penny jar. And I can't tell, because it's unmarked. So we just pretend, just say, yeah, we're gonna pretend that it's the first, the, the first one you bring out was the first one that went in, and now they have an order. Great, that's great, we can use that for NFTs now, because we can distinguish between individual Satoshis by pretending they're different from one another. Bitcoin can't know if ordinal theory is true or false. If this little kid comes along and says, this one was the first Satoshi that entered my UTXO, and he's selling Bitcoin this, Bitcoin's gonna be like, I can't tell, go for it, you know? 
because it can't tell. It's, it doesn't, it do, is unable to distinguish one Satoshi from another. So if you come along and say, this is the first one, Bitcoin's not gonna throw an error. It's just gonna be like, cool story, cool story bro. <laughs> All right, so that's Bitcoin, that's why it works. The only thing it doesn't do is throw an error. Like that's, what he, that's all he needed. There's a very little, this very small standard he needed to make this thing work was make Bitcoin not throw an error when you're using this. And he figured it out. He didn't have to make it uh, real. He just had to make it not throw an error. And that's where it is. Okay, so here's a sidebar. Now that we can use uh, Satoshis to, as NFTs, as these fungible items, or non-fungible items, can that kill Bitcoin? Because fungibility is actually a really important property. Uh, Satoshi talks about it in the white paper. Fungibility is the, is the indistinguishability of one Satoshi from another. Uh, one way that we often attain that in Bitcoin is through a coin join, which is what this represents. This is like a way to attain privacy in Bitcoin. So we got three people over here. I'm gonna call them Mike, Steve, and Dave. And they've got a couple of different Bitcoins, three different ones. They want some privacy. They don't want their Bitcoins to be easily associated with their identities. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna create a coin join, which is a big Bitcoin transaction. They're all gonna put the same Bitcoins into one big Bitcoin transaction. They're gonna randomize the inputs and outputs. That means that's what I'm representing by shaking the box here. They're randomizing you know, whose is whose, who, where they end up. And at the end, they're all gonna give a new Bitcoin address and their Bitcoins are gonna come out of this um, transaction into a fresh new address that no one's ever seen before. And when you do this, you break the links. If Coinbase knew that he had a Bitcoin in address A, it doesn't know which of these addresses his Bitcoins are in because it's random. And if someone, it's like he goes to Walmart and spends his Bitcoin, they know it came from this address over here, but they don't know if he was Mark, Dave, or whoever the other guy I mentioned was. Because that's what coin joints do. Ordinals arguably break this. Because in an ordinal situation, They've got serial numbers now. Uh, the whole point of ordinals is that when you put a Bitcoin into a transaction, it's a first in, first out model. The first one out of that is, we pretend it's the first one into that thing. And if that becomes popular, police officers could come show up at your door one day after you've used a coin join and be like, hey, you've got an illegal ordinal. You've got one that's on our blacklist. That one was stolen from Mount Gox or whatever. Uh, and you have to give it to us. You could be like, no, 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 this came from a coin joint. I'm totally innocent. You'd be like, ordinal number's on there and it says it's from Mount Gox, we're taking it. And that would be bad. It breaks, if Bitcoin's fungibility gets broken, if we can't have private, private Bitcoin anymore, uh, that can really hurt. It's a fundamental property of money that is supposed to be fungible. Uh, yeah, so could they kill Bitcoin? I don't know, but that's what excites me about them. I don't really care about images and uh, monkey JPEGs on the blockchain, but I do care about saving Bitcoin or killing Bitcoin. And uh, that, so I think they're really important thing to understand because of this. This is why I think they're, uh, this is why I think it's worth talking about uh, ordinals and inscriptions. Okay, cool, so that's the sidebar. Everybody else is interested in the monkey JPEGs. So <laughs> let's talk about how to do that. Inscriptions. The basic operation is pretty simple. You send yourself some Bitcoins, you put an image in the transaction's uh, witness data. Every transaction has a field where you can insert data. And uh, when we, it's, it's big now, so you can put images in there. And uh, yeah, uh, then you just pretend that it's stamped onto your first Satoshi. And then if you want to send that to someone, basically, uh, it's hard to send somebody an individual, like unmarked penny in Bitcoin. We have this thing called a dust limit. 
So you send them like a stack, kind of like this stack here. You send them a stack and you just say the first one in that stack is, is the one with the ordinal on it, or the inscription on it. <laughs> um, so that's represented as like stamping a monkey JPEG onto a penny and then giving someone a roll of pennies that has that, you know, that has that image on it. Uh, typically you only do this if they'll give you a bigger stack of pennies in return, because you, if you're giving up your fa fancy monkey, you probably want some money, uh, money for monkeys. Good trade. It is hard to send someone individual sets. Usually you send them a small stack and you get a bigger one. And then you're like, this guy is just scamming people. All right. You guys ready to make one? Feel yeah. Like okay. Actually, before I do that, uh, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> Any questions? We got some. What's I up? Got, I got two questions. One, where's the script, kind of the ordinal script that is the Bible of what all the numbers are? Where is that kind of stored and is that anti-fragile and like, could that be manipulated? So even that's not trustworthy. Uh, every user of an ordinal's wallet downloads it. And then they have an independent copy, kind of like the blockchain. Uh, and so you just have a copy of the of the list. And then of I know that the thing I download is the same as what you download, even if your results are different than my results. Well, uh, the, so that's what consensus is. The one that the one that everybody has is the one that we go with. Just like if I if my blockchain differs from your blockchain, you just you go with whichever one the majority okay. of people have, so and not. Bitcoin, or blockchain consensus. Well, actually, you, in Bitcoin, we use proof of work for that. So you right. go with the one with the most work. Uh, and inscriptions are just uh, a protocol on top of this, which is like, we're just pretending that all of these Satoshis with these work have this thing. But it's kind of merged mind with the blockchain? Or no, not really. It's just, uh, it's, ju it's just like somebody um, wrote down, these are, these are the numbers, and then we go with them. If you buy that everybody has the same set of arbitrary numbers for the same sets, basically. I'm sure. I'm sure he inscribed the rules. <laughs> so you can always go to the blockchain and see which which rules are the earliest to be inscribed, and then go with those ones. Right. Yes. All right. Second second question is um, so through the coin joins, mm -hmm. is the ordinal shenanigans? Is that actually tracking? Like one two three comes out three two one. Is it just and saying whatever well, the says, first one out was the first one is? It says this one is this one. Even if it's not Even if one. it's not. Okay, it so just then says how it could is. a cop show up at your door when in a quote-unquote court of law, you could say, well, clearly through the coin join, it's not true, but... <laughs> I don't... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he could, because cops just do what they want to do, and I, I don't think you can really stop them from saying, I mean, people show they, they show up at people's houses right now and take their stuff. Yeah, oh, listen, I don't like you know. No, no, no I, I'm not implying you do. I'm just saying that uh, I think this gives them uh, another um, another made-up rule to hit to bludgeon us with. Like, okay. You know, that's that's what I think. Uh, but cool. Any any more questions? Isabel's got one. Can I ask you a question about the um, in out? Yeah. Conversation. So, how are we deciding what if so? What goes if the first one in is the first one out? Like, how do we decide what the first one in is? Because mm. that I'm not totally clear about relative to like the gold smelting. Sure. Yeah. 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 So every every Bitcoin transaction has a list of inputs, which are the coins you're putting in, and a list of outputs, which are the coins coming out of that transaction. Uh, and because of the nature of a, a blockchain being data, uh, it has to be written in a certain order. Okay. Oh, so the satoshis are kind of ordered then on the way in. Well, the um, the the inputs and the outputs are. 
They, okay. The inputs, they say I'm spending from, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm unwrapping this piggy bank, it's got 10,000 Satoshis in it, and you might have five in that transaction, five different piggy banks. Right. You're breaking open all of them, they all get mixed up in the transaction, and then you assign them to new um, uh, outputs on the other side, like new piggy banks, right? Right. So inside of the piggy banks, there's no ordering, but ordinal theory invents one. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, so Bitcoin, there's no in and out at all, at all. In, I mean, obviously, I know there's no... Yeah, there is an order to the piggy banks themselves. They're gonna, in each transaction, it's gonna be like, this one's the first piggy bank, and the second one's the second but piggy bank. But it's not at the Satoshi level, it's just not the Not at the Satoshi level, level. yeah. Okay. Got that. Another question? What do we got? So, so ordinals, they're built on essentially like, so, like dust, essentially, right? Well, they're kind of bigger than dust right now. The typical transaction size is ten. The stack size is ten thousand. Okay. So, what if I go back to this image uh, where we have the penny stamped on a bunch? This stack is usually about ten thousand sats, so which is a bit bigger than dust. Dust is like five hundred. Let's say we can buy it from somebody, yeah. and I sell it to somebody, I sell it to another person, and it gets sold fifty times, changes hands. Mm -hmm. Now, how does that person pull up and flex it? That's the original order. Like, do you just scroll through transaction history? Like, okay, well, your, yeah, your, your wallet does that. Your wallet traces the history of all the things and the ordinal, so the wallet that knows ordinal's theory. So there, there is an the official ordinal wallet that will show this is the original, like somebody else can just upload the same picture. Yeah, there, there originally was one official one and now there's like 15 yeah, okay. unofficial and official and you know, they're coming out all the time. But now if I, if I sold my ordinal, it's just Satoshi's, I sell it to Coinbase. Yeah. You know, somebody will get those Satoshi's in the future. Yeah, one guy inscribed a message on his Satoshi, and it was like, "This Satoshi entered this this, this space or whatever at this amount of time. You, uh, if you find him, you know, if you find this Satoshi, post a message at my website or something like that. And then you, he like made a game of if you if you happen to get his and look it up, you could just find it, because he, he just put it on an exchange that doesn't know about ordinance. You could write over the ordinal and send it to somebody else, they could also put another yeah. image on it, right? Uh, yeah, you, you could. could. write over the instructions. No, I think well, there would be multiple, so you could go back to the original. I believe, each I, time you transacted. I believe that right now, the ordinals, the or, uh, every ordinals explorer that I'm aware of will only show the first okay. one that he wrote. Yeah. Uh, but I think there is plans to make it so that if you inscribe it multiple times, it will show all of them. Gotcha. And they might have already done that. Maybe they never will. But right now, as I think the original should stay intact. That's all that really matters. It's not possible. Right. Yeah. Wait, so if I have a UTXO with 10,000 SATs, mm -hmm. and it can only have one inscription, that individual UTXO? Uh, no, each Satoshi can have its own inscription. So I, could have, I, could, I could inscribe it you know, 9,999 more times. You could inscribe? Well, you, you aren't inscribing the UTXO, you're inscribing the individual sets. Right. So you can have the top one, have a different sticker than the second one, a different sticker than the third one. They could all have their own inscriptions gotcha. in one UTXO. You guys are asking great questions. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for the good questions. So it's all made up, is what you're saying. Yes. It's all made up. <laughs> Just, well, Bitcoin itself is made up, so. What's up? I'm also curious how the inscriptions are attached to the SATs if the inscriptions are in the transaction data, because then wouldn't the SATs move from transaction to transaction? They do. So yeah, once you once you subscribe it, it just it, you never you never have to inscribe it again. It's the inscription stays in that one transaction, gets buried in the blockchain somewhere, and then when you make it, you basically just say it's it's 
this index of this, uh, usually it's number one, this Satoshi on this UTXO represents this image. And then now when you transfer the Satoshi around, you don't have to move the image, you just move the SAT, right? And people can, can check and trace its history to see what image it points to. to. It, basically. Yeah, the Satoshi back. itself is just a pointer after the inscription happens. Would you describe ordinals as a protocol in and of So it's like if you follow this protocol, then you recognize that you know this stat has this monkey on it, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. That's precisely how I describe it. But it, it, it's, it's everyone trusting that the dual version say it's the first set, first in, first out, and this is where it's stamped. Now what if I have a ordinal that's a million Satoshis and I send I break it into units of 10,000 Satoshis and send it to a bunch of people saying, oh, this is the original. You know, right, we've got to remember, you inscribe individual Satoshis. So it's still inscribed into original. It would just it would just be one of them. But, but I don't know if, maybe, there might be a way to inscribe multiple, to so say whole range is inscribed. But I, I have a way to inscribe just one Satoshi to be a, so the next time you send yeah. a stack of Satoshis with that one in there. I think I have to say I don't know on this one. There, there, it might be, I think it is possible to inscribe a range Okay. And then they all had the same image on them. Because I don't want to like, be able to send five people, like this is the original monkey, and then everyone thinks they have the original monkey, right? Right. If you, want, yeah, if you want, yeah, if you want, I believe that if, by default it'll only inscribe the first. Okay. Yeah. But I think there is a way to make it inscribe multiple, but I, I have to claim I don't know on that one. And then if you ever try to spend that UTXO, there's like a 10 million Satoshis, it's the first one, you want to break off 10,000, you're going to break off that. Inscribe one, right? Because it's the first out. It, your wallet does that for you. If you have a wallet that knows uh, this guy, it'll make sure yeah, it's the wallet. Yeah. Only yeah. the first Satoshi of your range of sats, but you can only send like 500 to the, the last bit. So the first control from your wallet. Only the first Satoshi is the one that is inscribed. The, the only ordinal that's all is that's kind of The other 499, what's the one? The first one. You cannot explain. Yeah. So I just want to say if I send you that, nice lots of Bitcoin in one transaction, the first sat is the ordinal, and there's no way for me to ever do anything with the other 9.999 Bitcoin because. The first set out of that transaction will be the extension. Well, it's still sellable. Oh, it's a set it to a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can put another monkey on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest is just the gas, essentially. It doesn't like it, but you can do it. Okay, so everyone, we got more questions? Good? All right. Next part of the presentation is to make one. Let's make an inscription, and then I'm going to show you how to block it from your node if, you, if you're running a node, so you don't so you don't get it. Uh, all right. So to start with, we need to go to uh, the Ord Ordinals website. Ordinals.com uh, has a wallet where you can download uh, a copy of this. One nice thing is that right when you're going to present about Ordinals, the Ordinals.com website decides to crap out. .net is, is faster. Ordinals.net. That did load faster. Cool. So you go up here to wallet, and this is where you're going to download the wallet. And this is the part where normies freak out. They're like, what's this? I, got, I see code, I see directories, it doesn't look like a website. Where's the download button? If the download button is over here. There's the download button. Doesn't say download, does it? If you're not freaked out yet, just wait. 
You gotta scroll down again to find these things. This is the this is the download button. Sorry, buttons. And you gotta fi figure out which architecture your computer is running on so you can download the Ordinal's wallet. Uh, because Casey is not a front-end dev. <laughs> well, here's where we're at. We've got Ord Wallet right there. I'm gonna download that. I already have a copy, so I'm just gonna replace it with this new one. All right, you got that. Um, is this a little scary for anyone? Is this a little frightening? Yeah. Wouldn't everyone wish there was an easier way to do this? I certainly would. <laughs> so Topher and I have been working on a new way to do inscriptions, which is way cooler than doing all of that stuff and I only got a tenth of the way into. You guys ready to learn about the new way to do ordinals? Okay, so Topher and I have been working on a new thing, and we call it uh, InscribeThePlanet.com. Oh yeah, we have to go www. InscribeThePlanet.com. That doesn't work. It didn't work. Shoes and crackers. This is supposed to work? Come on, come on. You can do it. You can do it. Does that happen when you buy domain data? We did buy this data. Yes. Still not working? Okay. Tomorrow, you'll be able to do the cool thing. Uh, but today, you'll have to go to GitHub again. Uh, GitHub.com slash supertestnet is my GitHub. Tomorrow, it'll be inscribetheplanet.com. Uh, just insert the IP address? It's, a, it's like a Cloudflare IP address or GitHub pages or something, so I don't remember. Uh, and then inscriptions online is this. Okay, and now we can go to, I'm gonna throw this up on Bitly in a second so that you guys can go here if you want to. It's getting yeah, .io. .io, Okay, this is the new one. All right, and let me throw this on Bitly so you guys can copy the link if anyone wants to pull it up on your phone. Tomorrow it'll be easy to just go to inscribetheplanet.com, but we demo day, we failed. Uh, okay, there you can type in that short link uh, if you want. If you want to, that's a little short. Of course, that I think that's a capital I, but it might be a, it might be a lowercase L. So there, everyone got it. Uh, I will give it another twenty seconds, and meanwhile. Um, Topher is the man of the hour here. He's been working on this for about a week and a half, month and a half? I forget. A long time. And uh, today, I saw that he, can, he made it so you can do inscriptions with uh, the JavaScript. And I was like, let's just, let's just do that. Let's make a website for it. So I made a website. But he's the one who's been working on it for a month and a half. I only started working on this at noon today. Uh, which is why it doesn't, the website doesn't work yet. Uh, everyone got that? Cool. So now we're now we're here, and it wants us to do two things. It wants us to enter a Bitcoin address from an ordinal wallet, and it wants us to upload a file that we want to do. Uh, a great website for doing um, ordinalswallet.com is a website that makes it easy to create your own wallet. 
So we'll just go through that process real quick. So you can have an Ordinals wallet without needing to do that whole rigmarole I showed you. Ordinalswallet.com, create new wallet, create a password, uh, password one, two, three. Don't use that. What? Password one, two, three. We're gonna generate a seed phrase. It's going to ask us to write it down. This is standard Bitcoin wallet stuff. It is. So I'm going to open up a notepad and pop that in there so I can verify it. Oh. Paste. Uh, so those are our seed words. That's our backup. It's going to want us to tell it what number three was. It was liquid. Uh, where's liquid? There it is. Sixth one was brand. Ninth one was ramp. And then I think it was flow. No, jump. Okay, success. So we have a Ordinals wallet now, and this one gives us a, um, a couple of nice, easy send and receive buttons. I think that's easier than the other thing. <laughs> so we're gonna hit receive and copy this address, and this is where we're gonna receive the inscription we're about to make. It's gonna go right there. Now we need a picture, or it doesn't have to be a picture. It can be any kind of file you want, um, but I think you should do a picture. What do you guys think? Yeah. yeah. So, um, let me see. I'm going to do this image.ping. It is a one by one pixel. It's about this big uh, and it's transparent. Uh, you can see through. I do that because it, I don't like paying a lot of money and the more data you use, the more you have to pay. So I, did, I tried to do one earlier that was like a picture of a duck and then it was um, $17, I think. <laughs> But this one only costs 45 cents. Why don't we get 10 million cents for that right now? <laughs> yeah. Super, why don't we scream for the duck and then Isabel and I will sponsor that duck. Ooh, you want to do the duck? Yeah. Let's scream okay. for the duck. Yeah. Picture is... of a duck. Do you have a particular duck in mind? No, don't mistype this, by the way. If you're doing this. Yeah. Um, mallard. Mallard. You want a mallard duck? Or Howard the duck. Mallard or Howard? We need a vote. Howard, right. Howard. Howard the Duck? Okay, we gotta do Howard the Duck if she doesn't know who he is. He's a car he's well, he's a He is the reason for Marvel's success. Oh yeah. He's definitely not on it. He's definitely not a scrap yet for sure. Don't use the fourth one for sure. An early Marvel film. He's technically a character in Marvel Comics. And Marvel made like an official movie about him in the 80s. Oh, man. It's way better. I want a smaller file size. Yeah, what's the file size? I will make it smaller. So this one is going to cost about a billion dollars. We should just do his eyes. No, uh, but we're going to go to Image Resizer. Uh, I'm just going to find one online and we'll make it small so we can fit it and not pay a billion dollars. Uh, so let me do a URL. No, it doesn't. So save. Howard the duck. Save that in your pictures. Uh, select Howard the duck. And let's just make him 5% of his original, 6% of his original size. So, uh, this will make it easier. Uh, and less expensive for a D, my sponsor. Uh, so she doesn't have to pay a million thousand dollars. The maximum size you can put on the blockchain is four megabytes. 
and it's very hard to do that. Uh, you have to like contact a miner and ask a miner to especially put your so thing in the spot. Stuff onto the blockchain, they're going to charge you some dojis. Yeah, they're going to charge a lot. Um, for a large image, they're going to charge a lot. So it's essentially minting one of these ordinals. It's going to cost money. Yeah, every every byte of data, every zero or one you put on the blockchain, you got to pay. That's a feature now. Uh, well, yeah. Is that you can't make money in yeah. yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, that's. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to do 94%. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How are the duck? Why are we describing the Resize. Now it's smaller, I think. Yeah, that's a much more reasonably sized duck. All right. <laughs> It's still too, still too big? How many kilobytes Uh, how do you tell that? Save it. Save it on the website. How would the duck? Go file some problems. Uh, let's see. How would the duck small? And it is 37 kilobytes. Okay, that's fine. Is that fine? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. So, now we go back to our... Is it like, uh, we'll say how many Satoshi's a kilobyte? Um, I'm not sure what the mempool says right now, but this will calculate it for me. I'll do it. So, you know, and we hit submit, and this tells us that it's going to cost a hundred smaller, even smaller. Okay, we'll make it one pixel. So you see, six percent of six percent. You're, you, you may, uh, some people are getting rich doing this, but you might get poor. Just like that? Use <laughs> BSV. <laughs> we agreed on Howard the Duck, not Howard the Duck's eyes. So what'd you say? What, what feed rate are you guys doing? Uh, max. <laughs> we'll do 99% size reduction. Select the image. It's probably doing like 15 sats per KB or per buyer. I think that's the, the, the price right now. Let's see what he looks like. I wonder if he's going to be too small uh, for it, for anyone to be reasonable about. Go back to the one pixel. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What do we think? Yeah, that would be Let's see. Uh, so so that. Can, you just get his eyes? Is it? I may, maybe. Let's just see what this one does. So refresh. Uh, I gotta put my address back in. I'm telling you guys, this is so simple. Such a simple process. It only takes us ten years. Thirty-seven dollars? No. I'll sponsor it. Do we want to? Do we want to pool together? Do one. Do one. It's like it's four hundred and ninety-two sats per meter. Four hundred and ninety-two. Put it on like. Can't, can't we set, like turn the feed out just a little bit, maybe? I'll have to recode it because I told it to. <laughs> I may have broken your microphone. It's okay. Uh, it's just recording though, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> the battery fell out. Well, why don't, why don't we swing it? Why don't we just go for this $37 deck? We're going to do this $37 deck? You okay with it? Yeah. All right. Uh, so, all we got to do now is pay this Bitcoin address.
and uh, it should do it right immediately for us. Um, so I'm pulling up my Bitcoin wallet, scanning this QR code. And yeah, that looks right, $37. Oh, uh, what would you say the fee rate is? A lot. Yeah, 492 cents. Oh, that is amazing. Memple.space space is a great visual explorer of the Memple. So I'm just gonna do uh, 70. People are paying hundreds of dollars. No, it's only nine. It's only nine cents per bike. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm looking at this block right here. That's yeah. Okay, but that's not what we're doing. Right. So sending the payment. And now I've sent it, uh, any second now, this website should detect that I've sent the payment, and then we should see something cool. Success, your image will shortly be inscribed on the Bitcoin blockchain in this transaction. You can do it right here. Huh? It, I don't think it'll be very long, it's right there. Yeah, we did the front end too. <laughs> All since noon today. Uh, yeah, I'll show you. The file is visible right here. All of all of that is the file. That's the doc on the blockchain in hex encoded format. So awkward, a small Yeah, thirty-seven kilobytes of data right there. And uh, because of well, because of actually because of Segwit, it's we can put all that in a pretty small. Yeah, we don't, need to, we don't need to do a lot to do that. Uh, also, the, I think ordinals.com, ordinals.com is a popular or, uh, uh, inscriptions explorer, and I think it'll only show this once it's confirmed, but we can check. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, it, it, will, it will, but only once it's confirmed. So you can... Uh, yeah, it, well, it, the wallet should show me as well. So is this the only one of its kind that can do this? Or has anybody else made this before? No, we're the first. I, I unveiled this. Yeah, so by the way, this. There's a chain reorg by one transaction on that show and then remove itself? Yeah, it would show and then remove and then come back again probably the next block. Uh, okay. Or probably the same block. Do you know what it's thought about making one of these yet? Uh, they definitely thought, but doing taproot, on the, doing taproot in the browser has been hard. Uh, so this is a first, by the way. There's no other website that lets you do this. We're the only we're the only ones that have done that have managed to do taproot in the browser. Are you monetizing it? Huh? Are you monetizing it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no monetization. But donate button. Yeah. Uh, Tony, do you want to add a donate button? Sure. Okay, well, we might add a donate server. button. Yeah, donate the stop subscription. But yeah. Uh, okay, so I thank you for reminding me. I've shown you how to make them. I haven't shown you how to block them. Uh, so yeah, we will. I will show you how to block them, and perhaps by the time we come back, um, this will be confirmed because it's this little arrow means it's in this block, yeah. or it, it's expected to be in this block that comes out next. But you know, it's up to the dollar for that block. <laughs> we paid a pretty high fee. Yeah. So we'll see if it gets in there. But in the meantime, um, I'm going to show you how to uh, get them off your lawn and and not have them on your note. So for this, I do not have a simple website to show you. We've got to do it the hard way. Uh, we're going to go to bitcoincore.org, and we're going to download the latest release of Bitcoin Core. This is the full node software that runs the full rules of the Bitcoin blockchain. It's pretty cool. Uh, let's go download it. 
Isn't this nice? I mean, this is like a much easier user interface, like clear what buttons to click if you're on various systems. I'm on Linux, so I'm gonna use this one. And we're downloading Bitcoin Core. In order to block inscriptions, there's two things you can do. Um, you can block them from your mempool and you can block them from your blockchain. Uh, so let's talk about what those mean. Uh, the mempool is what this, uh, the mempool is over here. And the blockchain is over here. This is a Bitcoin Explorer that shows you these things. The mempool contains all unconfirmed transactions, all the transactions that are trying to get into the blockchain, they've paid their fee, but they're not, they're not in yet. And then the blockchain itself has all the stuff that has gotten into the blockchain. I, I think that kind of makes sense. These guys are waiting, they're sitting in a pool, waiting for somebody to fuck them out, stick them onto the blockchain. We like to mix metaphors in Bitcoin. Um, yeah, so our guy is sitting in the mempool somewhere, and you have both of them on a Bitcoin node. You have a mempool and you have a copy of the blockchain. You can remove inscriptions from both. Um, so I will show you how to do both now that it's downloaded. First, I'm going to need to open up this. Um, because I'm using Linux, I'm going to do it super hardcore coder way. Uh, for most people, this will be a zip file and you'll just click on zip. But I'm gonna do it the hardcore way by saying um, uh, tar xbf dash xbf, uh, and then bitcoin dash 24 dash 01 dot tar dash x86, there we go. So I just unpacked bitcoin core, and if I go into that file folder, bitcoin 24 um, one if I go into there and then into my binaries folder, this is all of the files that come with Bitcoin. We got, well, we got a bunch of them. But the one we're going to use is Bitcoin QT. And this is, this is Bitcoin. This is what Bitcoin looks like. Uh, the, I mean, this is what the uh, node software looks like. And it is telling me it's synchronizing the blockchain, doing a bunch of stuff. It's also running on a local test network because I have a configuration file that I told it to do that with. We're gonna go edit that. Options. Open your configuration file, and here is where you can change how your node works. Um, this I created before, so this is why it's on testnet, because for reg test, because I'm super testnet, I use testnet for everything. You can comment that out with this, and then we'll go on to mainnet. Uh, and then the other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to add something called uh, blocks only equals one. And when you run in blocks only mode, you get rid of this hack. Nothing, nothing over here will appear on your node. And therefore, no inscriptions will appear in your mempool because you don't have one. So you can block them from your mempool as easily as that. And then the other thing we're gonna do is we're gonna turn on something called pruning. Prune equals one. When you turn on pruning in your configuration file, that will make it so that you don't keep the full blockchain, you only keep back to about here. You only keep this side of the blockchain. So the blockchain, you don't need to keep the whole thing in order to run a node. You can discard every, you can discard all of it except um, except the most recent blocks, and that's fine to do. You never use the old blocks; they're just old historical data um, from long ago, from transactions days and days ago, and they're not they're not going to change. So you can just throw them away. Uh, and yeah, that is what we're going to do. Then you don't have inscriptions anywhere past here because you don't have anything, and you don't have inscriptions anywhere in front of here, because you don't have anything. And they're just running a very minimalistic blockchain. So I'm gonna save that. 
Are there inscriptions on the blocks that you do have though? Yes, there are. <laughs> but you'll, they'll, they'll quickly disappear as they get past the threshold. Uh, and so I will quick close out of Bitcoin Core now that I've saved my new um, file and we'll run it. And we got an error. Uh, you can't index all of the transactions if you're doing this. So don't put that line in when you're making, when you're doing this on yours. And now we have, we're making a new copy of the blockchain. We're going to synchronize up through the, you know, through all 14 years that Bitcoin has existed. And uh, look, we're already, we're already getting, making progress. Um, but yeah, this will, this will only keep the latest 550 blocks and it won't have a mempool. And then you don't have inscriptions except for a very small number of them. So there you go. We've made an inscription. We've learned how to block them. And um, that's basically it. No, it didn't. We'll just leave it there. Uh, Mempool should ding for us when it confirms. And then we'll be able to view it on ordinals.com. And we'll also be able to view it in our wallet. This wallet will have a little section down here where it will show us our inscriptions. So, so like, so you blocked it on your node, right? Could yeah. you always bring it back later? What's no, you, well, you, yes, but you'd have to download the, you'd have to sync the blockchain again if you wanted to bring it back. Would it just be better just to wipe everything all over again? Or no, you have to do the whole thing over again okay. and not do pruning okay. to bring it back because it's because the, the inscriptions don't transfer with the satoshis. They stay back. You know, if you if you made it ten million blocks ago, it's going to stay ten million blocks ago, and you can't yeah, bring yeah. that block back unless yeah. you start from the beginning. Any other questions? Question, comment. Like, if I'm not if I'm not interacting with any work levels like Wallet or Explorer, I don't have ordinals on my node either, right? Like, no, you do. By the, same, by the same logic, because if you're running a proof node, you still have the, the what is it, witness data um, for each inscription, mm -hmm. but you just, only for the a few blocks. Yeah, and all the other ones you just get recycled out, essentially. It's just getting dumped yeah. after a certain point. But like, I mean, either way, it's, it's there on the new blocks, and then as long as you're not, Yep. Well, you say have to. You could, if you if you really don't like inscriptions, you can just leave Bitcoin. <laughs> These monkeys, you know, they've taken over. Barrel of monkeys is what Bitcoin is now. I'm thinking about doing that. No, I'm kidding. Um, I do. I am on the campaign team to reduce the block size from four megabytes down to one, and that will at least reduce the size of the monkeys. Uh, no one seems to be on board with that, but a few people. What's up? I was going to say, are there any like what are the risks associated with going back down to one, theoretically? The transactions are getting more expensive. Uh, there'd be a lot less space for transactions in the blockchain. And uh, yeah, basically that's about it. And you'd segment the network. Yeah. Not if most people upgraded, because there's no, there's no rule that says blocks have to be bigger than one megabyte. So if all of the blocks happen to be smaller than a megabyte, the old clients would just say, yeah, they're just small blocks, that's fine. So the reason to go back to one would have nothing to do with like wanting to keep fees cheap. It would literally just be because of the fungibility issue. Well, I, I, I can't say there's only one issue. I'm, I'm concerned about the fungibility issue. I also just don't think, I, we, have, we have networks for, for um, censorship resistant file storage. BitTorrent is a really good example. 
been around for longer than Bitcoin, is really good at sending monkeys to people. Uh, I recommend using that. Bitcoin's money. Like to me, I opted in to run Bitcoin because it's money, and I want to make a censorship-resistant money. So I don't, I don't think Bitcoin's a good place to do monkeys, and uh, that's one reason why, personally, in addition to the fungibility issue, I just think it's an abuse of the of the blockchain, in my opinion. Yeah, so no, you've always been able to do this. Um, Segwit is more the culprit because Segwit increased the block size from one megabyte to four. And so now you can make four megabyte monkeys. Um, Taproot made it so you can do that in one transaction. Uh, or I mean, in one, with one input. So when you look at, oh look, yeah. confirmed. Our, yeah, I'll get back to that in a minute. I want to show you guys the rest of this thing. It's so big. So if we look at this now, uh, where is, where's, where's the, uh, oh, the content link? Oh yeah, there it is. There he is! If we check in here, Someone wants to buy it off of me. Someone has that seed phrase. Like, four down, four down, five, four down. No, I've got the seed phrase. Or actually, all of us have. Yeah. Here's a fun exercise. Did anyone write down my seed phrase? Because if so, you've got the duck. You've got the duck. You've got the duck. I know the third, sixth, ninth, and twelfth word. You know the first six times, the first one. I only take a few million years. You yeah. should list it for sale. Uh, so I've never done this before on this website, so I don't know what happens. Oh, but. Being recorded. Somebody's totally gonna pay. That's what I did before. Now, now that same phrase. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You should have got it for five dollars. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's for sale. You can go buy. You can go buy the duck. <laughs> How do I see what's all for sale right now? Can we give? Can we put a description on on it? I don't know. This website's kind of new. Super. Jacob had a question about the site. I don't know. You might you might lose your money by the way by using. I don't. I can't vouch for. I can't vouch for any of this. I don't know whose website this is. It popped up a few days ago and it looked good. And I was like, okay, I like things to look good. But it might, it, it might, it could very well be a scam. The fact that he's selling, he's selling JPEGs indicates it might be. Uh, yeah, well, I forget. Uh, so yeah, what did Taproot do? So I told you that Segwit made it possible to do the to have big monkeys. You could always have small monkeys. Um, and. Yeah, so I'm going to look at our transaction, which is this one. So this transaction has one input. That's why there's just one big branch here. One input, one UTXO being spent, and it's basically just one output and then a little bit but went to a fee, a mining fee right here. Uh, but yeah, most of our, or no, I'm sorry, most of it went to the fee, and a little tiny sliver went to uh, went to the uh, the new address. The new owner, the proud owner of the monkey or of the of the Howard the Duck, it, he has a thousand sats in that wallet. 
thousand little satoshis, and the first one of them has the has the you know the duck on it. Uh, okay, so Taproot made it so that you could do all this in just one with just one input, one one big chunk. If you wanted to do this with SegWit, you need to split it up. If you had a really big monkey, you'd have to split it up into several inputs. Each input gives you more space. Uh, and if you did this before SegWit, sorry, I think it's a before Taproot, you could do it in a, in, a, uh, in chunks of 10,000 bytes each. And before um, uh, before SegWit, you would have to do it in chunks of like 1,500 bytes each. So you'd have to have a lot of inputs to do this. And you could only go up to one megabyte. But the main culprit is SegWit because they made it, they increased the limit to 10,000 bytes per input, and they made it so the monkey is, uh, could be as big as four megabytes. And then Taproot just made it so you could have just one input, which is cheaper. What about paying a script hash? How could you monkey? It'd be harder to pay, pre-pay the script hash. Pay the script hash was an update to Bitcoin in like 2012, I think, 2012, uh, that made it so you could have arbitrary scripts in your Bitcoin transactions. Well, you could already, most things in Bitcoin, you could already do it before, but they made it easy. And before that, I don't even know how many transactions it would take because you'd have to. I think you'd have to do it in the outputs. Yeah. Because yeah. like everything that wasn't a, a regular spend, everything that used fancy scripts was like considered non-standard, and people wouldn't relay them, and most miners wouldn't mine them. But they changed that when they introduced uh, paid a script hash, and they made it so you could do pretty much arbitrary things. Uh, so yeah, you'd have to do it totally differently, I think. Before yeah, that's 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 party does it like that. That's like. Uh, Multi sig, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, multi sig, but only one of those signatures is, is valid. The rest is just valid. One of the things you can do with Bitcoin is create a type of address called a multi sig address, where instead of just assigning the money to one public key, the money or the monkey, to one public key, you can set, send it to multiple and say multiple people have to co sign uh, a transaction in order to spend this. And there, were, there was a trick you could do with that from before. 2012, where you could make a bunch of, um, you could list out a bunch of public keys, but none of them were actual Bitcoin public keys. They were just the data uh, of your, of whatever, of your picture. And then you would say only one of these needs to be a valid public key in order to spend this money. And that's what counterparty does? Is yep. it paid multi-sig? Well, they used to. They use upper terms now. Oh. They use, yeah, they, they take yeah, these. If, if, if you, you have a small data, then it fits an upper term. Yeah. It's more than what fits in the return to multi multi-sig outputs. Mm -hmm. One signature required, and the rest is just like. Uh, yeah. So there, there are ways. There were ways to do this since the beginning of Bitcoin, but uh, Segwit made it a lot cheaper, and then Taproot made it a little bit cheaper. So what, what other interesting things will Taproot enable now? Um, uh, Topher would be a better person to ask about that because he works on it a lot more than I do. This is the first. Well, no, it's not. I've done a few other capital things, but I don't know. Tepper probably enables a lot of things, but I, I can't speak to all of them because I haven't played with it very much yet. I want to add a comment. Like, if you really don't want inscriptions in your node, you can just do a free set with node. Obviously, you will have a very old Bitcoin core node. But yeah, that's another thing. So you do like old, old transactions, like when? addresses. When we, when we made the SegWit upgrade in 2017, we increased the block size to four megabytes, uh, but we had to trick old nodes 
because they wouldn't accept flocks that were bigger than one megabyte. That was their rule. So we made this like separate structure for monkey JPEGs and other, other things um, that we would put all the data in. And then we just don't send them the old nodes from four segwit. We don't send that extra data to them. And that's how we managed to make the block size bigger, but still stay compatible. So what he pointed out is if you really don't want the JPEGs, run an old node, they're still compatible. You can find them on Bitcoin.org, uh, BitcoinCore.org. If you keep scrolling, well, maybe you can't. Well, you can find them somewhere uh, and just run a really old one from before 2017 uh, and you'll be, you won't, no one will send you their JPEGs. They just, we just won't show up in your blockchain. So well, that's well, not like, Well, all the like number rules and some of these other ones, be, do they accept these? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, almost everyone accepts them. Uh, Hardly anyone's doing what I'm doing down here with the, you know, lots only mode and crew. I wonder if there'll be an option later to accept So, uh, yeah, uh, are there any other questions? Are we good? I think I'm going to, I want to transfer this duck. Cold storage? Well, just back to my wallet, so I get that thousand sats back. <laughs> You're gonna burn the duck? Yeah. Unless does someone want him? Does anyone want the duck? He wants one. Okay. Yeah. If you, the highest if you... bidder was six dollars. There was a bidder for it. Six dollars. I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was a market for this duck. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put him back up for. I'm gonna make it twenty. Uh, how much is? Zero. This is a Pleb Lab donation. $12 is the, is the bidding offer. Uh, password one, two, three. So if someone's willing to offer more than 0. 0.0005 Bitcoin, you can have the duck. <laughs> let's see, I, I don't know what's gonna happen actually. So let's list for sale and someone, someone do it. This duck, is this duck is pricey. Oh, this, this, this I think the site takes a fee. Because I put in 005 and it looks like they're going to take a little bit of that. I don't know how to do this. Uh, is there a way to... Is there a duck in here somewhere? Is Someone took it? What's it, what, uh, our number is four five seven six eight nine, so we're down about three hundred from here. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Trying to it, people are inscribing everything, even Howard the Duck. Inscription one million. Oh yeah, the, the bots are a lot bigger now. And you can see it these are a lot higher. Space. I don't know why this thing isn't loading anymore. <laughs> Maybe it wants to load all those images before it loads the next page. Well, thanks, thanks, super. I appreciate it. This is awesome. Man. Yay!